definitely think they should. I propose we make a move to make this the one, at least one of the openings to the to a Grand Prix. Well, if if Miami wasn't the place where they did that, I don't know where else could be. I mean, it seems pretty fitting to have that sort of club esque music in Miami to lead into the Miami Grand Prix, but perhaps yeah. also Vegas. I, I was going to say Vegas would be a good one, um, but definitely, definitely, this is more of a Miami uh, vibe. Def, definitely have that. I, I could. I just imagine the fuchsia, the the cyan, everything. Just all, all the palm trees. Yeah, exactly. Fits. The color schemes and everything else. The fashions. It, it seems to all go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Really, really would really fit into the uh, that marina that they have going in that spot, and then the marina it, that had real water this year. Yeah, because it kept flooding <laughs> and, and, and amongst, amongst everything. It might liven up the race just a little bit more, but. Who really knows? Well, talking about livening up the race, I think, you know, this year, the race, I think, the Miami race, that is, uh, was better than last year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, reading through what people are saying online, it seems to be, as all things are these days, rather polarizing. There's some people who uh, enjoyed the race, as I did, and I think you did as well. But Mm -hmm. then there's others who are just saying it's just yet another, you know, pile of hot flaming garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think it's a that that's kind of a, a mean way of saying it, but at the same time, it's not, I don't think it's like inaccurate. Um, well, one of the interesting comments, one of the more interesting comments that I noticed was that somebody, and I I really feel terrible not recalling who it was to give this person credit, but somebody in line said that this was the first genuine F one race of the first five races of this season. Yeah. And I I think I understand what the person meant by saying that in that and I think you and I were commenting about this. We actually watched the race together for the first time. That was, which it was, was a, nice. I think that was what made it we even more fun for for me to talk more about that later, but I, I I remember commenting during the race that, you know, there it wasn't a classic race in there wasn't a lot of on-track action, but there was a lot of strategy and there were a lot of different variables. There were a lot of different things that could have played out differently depending on what happened with pit stops, although there were a lot of people, I think, rightfully criticizing the tires that maybe uh, Pirelli had been too conservative. I mean, those hard tires lasting more than 40 laps, um, you know, there maybe could have been more to the race even uh, if the tires had been different. But nevertheless, there was some strategy involved. There were some there were some things, some variables that could have happened depending on what we would have seen with various um, results in pit stops and what have you. So in that sense, there was more of the traditional, I think, traditional, you know, going back pre-Liberty uh, ownership and even back further. It was more of a traditional F1 race in that it wasn't all about the spectacle. But of course, being Miami, there was a lot of focus on that still. Yeah, I, I actually really agree with you there. Um, I think I think there was something for every kind of F1 purist that came in this. There was, there was um, f- some fun overtakes, mm-hmm. some very daring ones from Max and, yep. and, and in general. And I felt that a lot of the overtakes compared to last year weren't done on that back straight. They were very much, there were a lot. I think, I don't think there were really many overtakes unless you were in a Red Bull that, yeah, sure. yeah to, to get there. But even then, I think Max, most of his overtakes were into that, the final like 18 and 19 corners going into, turn onto the home straight and, and into turn one um 
where he was just able to go in and dive dive straight. And that's where we saw the really fun pair is uh, the wheel, the slight wheel to wheel action we had. Yeah. The, the one chance we had a pair, uh, a, a true Red Bull fight, and then Paris just can't keep up with that. But I, and that's what I, th- I thought was the most interesting part for me was the the overtakes were a bit more exciting. The, there was a bit more scrappiness between uh, places, really from P4 down to like P10. It could have been really anyone's game and then kind of but yeah like you like you were saying once everyone switched to that hard tire it was pretty static from there and uh yeah i don't know what pirelli did to the hard tire this year it seems to have the best race pace race day day wise and then obviously softs for qualifying everything but seems to be holding out pretty well in in the in the year that they said they would love to see more two stops and they really want more more stuff people are seem to be avoiding the mediums yeah avoiding the softs for for more than 12 laps and then going straight to the hards until until something happens well yeah we we saw max i guess uh, start on the hard and do 40 some laps on them like i think had he not had to pit for other tires because of the regulations he maybe just could have finished on those tires i'm not i'm not sure but he definitely you know, managed them the, right. he went pretty far uh, a long stint on those hards yeah and and so um you know getting back to your point being that for me uh what was enjoyable enjoyable about the race in miami this year was that as I say, you know, I was watching the time differences between people. There seemed to be, like, for the fan who just wants to see a lot of on-track, you know, action, be it crashes with nobody getting hurt, of course, being that safety cars that might result from those crashes, being at a wet weather race or what have you, it wasn't that. But I really enjoyed watching, you know, Perez being in the lead, seeing if he could, you know, pull out a lead to keep him in the lead when when um, Max eventually pit-stopped. And I thought for a while there, I thought he had it. I thought Perez, you know, he was um, he was within 15 seconds of of Max after uh, after uh, Perez himself had pit. You know, there's a 17-second time loss in the pits, so I figured, wow, he, it's going to be really close. But eventually he sort of fell back a bit more past that 17-second mark, and, you know, we saw not much of a Red Bull fight, although it was the first real one this year so far. Yeah, only lasted about a, a, a lap and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was act- I think what happened was is uh, I'm going to go to the pit stop summary here. Mm-hmm. So Logan Sargent pit, did the first pit in lap two. <laughs> which I think was like that's just we'll get to Logan Sargent contact I think there that wasn't he, necessarily strategic but yeah he he bumped Lando Norris because Lando came in in uh, lap four or five and I'm just trying to see here you know that was the that was the first and only time Norris and Piastri pit stop did a pit uh, and changed their tire to the hard and never had to worry about a hard tire again. So in, in retrospect, well, exactly. even, you know, like you think of Logan Sargent on lap two goes to the hard and doesn't pit and doesn't really pit stop again. You, you know, the hard tire is totally fine. And like, it, it, very, it, yeah, it was, I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's unfortunate to say that likely Logan Sargent wasn't putting the same load through those tires that uh, Verstappen was, you know, he wasn't pushing them probably is hard but True. you're right they did last um you know nearly the whole race the whole race yeah. except two laps yeah 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 and uh verstappen didn't pit until lap 45 and then overtook perez on lap 47 48 and um i think what did what it did what happened was as you and i were commenting while we were watching it 
Perez had a 2.2 or something, like, stop. Mm -hmm. Very, very quick. Yeah, it was quicker than Max's. And Max was a 3.1. So, a full second quicker, and Perez was ahead by a second and a half when Max came out. So, that's what cost him that, that, um, the race, the, yeah. the race lead to keep it. Perez did everything he needed to do in order to win that race, but at the end of the day, just, I guess, wasn't quick enough or couldn't uh, keep it up long enough. Or, you know, there might have been some other things going on that, you know, we're not partial to. But, you know, I was yeah. really cheering for him to win. Uh, I thought he could. I thought it was his race to lose, and eventually, I guess he did. He finished in second. Uh, it's been interesting this year between the two Red Bulls. It's been Max Perez, Max Perez, Max Perez, Max. So it's mm-hmm. it's alternating that way. So if we follow the trend, we know who's going to win next race in Imola. Probably probably Perez. Well, based on, the, based, based, off yes, based on the based on right? the trend, yeah, yeah. Um, I did I did rewatch the race, and I, uh, I thought you might. I, I know I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did rewatch it. I watched it from uh, select points of view. Uh, I, I I watched a little bit of uh, Fernando at the beginning. Uh, and into when he came out of his pit stop to see his overtakes, they were a lot of fun yeah. to see that. Yeah. Uh, and I and I watched it in Paris's point of view, um, and and around the end, I I, I rewatched it. Uh, like I didn't go start from the beginning and go all the way through. I mean I I mean I did, but I went back and forth a number a number of times. I'm like, okay, this is was lap X amount to this amount when nothing happened. Here we go. Uh, and, but I, I watched Perez's point of view when he was in um, his onboard story for when he was in that part where he was pushing. Yeah. Because he was making the distance. And I think that ultimately, I don't know, but I know you and I speculated a lot on whether or not the, what took Max so long to pit was either A, he was managing his tires very well. The Red Bull really, really managed those. Honestly, really well. That, that The way the Red Bull handled Miami – Miami, uh, this Miami's track this year was really impressive. Sure, um, just just the red. I think we're going to say that once every <laughs> yeah. single. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, every single thing that that, that happens, uh, and but Perez really kept him within that seventeen second window for a long time, and then and then started, just seemed to fall back a bit. And, yeah, and I don't know if that and was the team saying slow see, down. That's uh, when, if that was him not being able to keep it up. I doubt that because I, I think he could keep turning in those laps. But it was interesting to see, you know, them trading, you know, fastest laps and really pushing on those hard tires late into the race. And for me, again, that that was the interesting thing to watch Perez to see if he could, you know, get within close enough to Verstappen so that there would be more pressure um, when Verstappen pitted. Ultimately. There was a little bit, but not as much as I would like to have seen. Yeah, yeah. It was. It kind of shows right here that Verstappen was going uh, a solid minute and 30 seconds faster per lap almost, and Perez was a, was fluctuating a lot between 130 and 132. So he was kind of going back and forth and, and losing it into some corners. But I think that when, when I was watching it, Perez had some team thing, some team orders of, of race, but manage. Okay, you, you, so you heard that on team radio when yeah, you it was it was very yeah. much like you're you're allowed to race. Yeah, but if the car and one and two get damaged, like they're saying, and and really to both, honestly, both both of them, because Max also asked like, am I, am I racing? Am yeah. I not? And they said, yep, just watch, manage the manage the gap to Alonso. Okay, was Max's orders. Interesting. So really, one and two, it sounds like Red Bull. Like obviously they care. Multi twenty one. Yeah, they they definitely wanted they definitely wanted Max <laughs> to win. If you know, you know. Multi twenty one. Multi twenty one. It wasn't wasn't like that at all. A little right, bit, but right. um, I think definitely you know. Obviously, that's the 
we're we want our world champion to win and be world champion but as long as we don't lose one two Mm. we don't care so i wonder what it was then that that had perez sort of backing off towards the end because he was he was banging in the lap times he was within 15 seconds of verstappen after sergio himself had pitted so yeah, I might have to go back and watch it too because you and I watched it in a public venue where we couldn't really hear the commentary, and so I—that's I, one of the reasons why I was sure it. you were going to go back and yeah, rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, good uh, for you. Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll get into that. So we—you actually invited me to the Oakenthorn Pub out on 200th Street in Langley, BC. Yeah, where of course everyone who watches the show knows. I'll just do the little plug that we. We broadcast on Civil Radio 101.7 FM, live and worldwide on CIVL.ca, on the unceded traditional territory of the Stalo people, the people of the river here in Abbotsford, British Columbia. So it was a bit of a drive for uh, for, for for us. I live in Chilliwack a, a little bit east, and you yeah. just live a little bit more west. Yeah. So wasn't that far for you. Totally fine. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went to the Oak and Thorn where uh, the bartender, Tyler, uh, who I'm going to call Tyler the Viking because that's his Instagram handle. Okay. Um, uh, he's the head bartender. He's a big F1 fan and w- wants to get as many people uh, involved involved and watching. We got to sit in the front row. We yep. got to see the big, massive Yeah, big he treated screen. us very well. Yeah. Great. Five dollar breakfasts and two dollar two dollar mimosa three dollar mimosa and four dollar Caesars. That's a that's a that's a slice of heaven right there. That's, that's a pretty good way to start your Sunday. It's a perfect way. You know, I was really happy how that all came about. I went into that particular establishment about six weeks ago uh, to play pinball. I'm a big pinball fan. I love playing pinball, and they have some tables there. Uh, there are not many uh, pinball machines here in Abbotsford. There's a few at Castle Fun Park, but you know, I've played all of those. So I went out there to play some pinball, and I was wearing my Williams jacket. And because I wore that jacket, Tyler, the bartender, who you've mentioned already, he said, oh, are you an F1 fan? Because, and then he told the story of what he's trying to do there. So if there are any uh, fans in the um, immediate vicinity of Langley and do want to come out and watch a race live, get in touch with us here on the F World, and we'll, uh, we'll be happy to invite you out. Yeah, we're definitely going to be there for Imola on uh, May 21st. I think, yeah, it is the Sunday, yeah. It is May 21st because May 22nd. Well, that one's going to be starting very early, so we'll have to double-check if he can open that early because I think it's 6 a.m. for that particular race. Tyler, he was saying that he was going to be talking to the owners about trying to make sure that even if we can't start it live, he will mm. put it. He'll get put it on with uh, another. Uh, gotcha. And, and Time open, shifted. But, yeah, but definitely open up early into like the into the mornings for us to watch and and see. We may yeah. me, me, we may not have the mimosas and Caesars those days, but <laughs> well, not, maybe not at six a.m. Yeah. But nevertheless, you know, it, I would, I would definitely do it. It's part of the, it's part of the experience. I'm a guy that says that if you're going to go, you gotta have the full experience. Sure. So if it if it means a Caesar at six a.m., it means a Caesar at six a.m. Yeah, for me. it's not not the worst way to yeah. start. Your I'll brain. bring Reese and he can drive me back. There so, you go. Yeah, actually, that's another thing we went. My, my brother Reese had a lot of fun. Finally yeah. got to meet him. Yeah. This was our guest on the second episode. Yeah, I, I remember. So. I've listened into that episode, and I thought he did a fantastic job. So it was great to meet him, and he uh, certainly uh, was everything I expected. Yeah, yeah. If you can, you can kind of imagine just like a different version, a slightly more bald version of me. Slightly, then, yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and, and probably, but with more, I think, more refined. 
palette of tastes. Of, uh, maybe of, uh, I, I could catch story. a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he is he your elder brother or younger, younger brother? He's your yeah. younger brother. All right. Yeah. My elder brother is actually in Hamilton. Okay. So, um, yeah, he was, I don't know if he actually was watching the race. I don't think, uh, Liam doesn't seem to watch them live, but he w- usually comments about a few hours after. Uh, well, there, the you know, us. and although there wasn't a lot of crazy on track action, um, all cars finished. That's something unique. Yeah, there were I, no I, DNFs. I I looked this up. Therefore, and, no safety cars. Yeah, and and you know, you and Reese actually brought this up that like surprisingly, from not just this year or last year or the number or whatever, how many years ago, from the start of F one in like the fifties, the fifties, yeah, there's only been. I looked up nine races. This was right, actually. Nine races where all 20 finished without a crash. Right. Or or all cars, because there haven't always been just 20. True. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, there used to be actually more, and sometimes like, there have been less, but uh, without a DNF, I guess we yeah, could say. Yeah, without a DNF. Yeah. So, so that was notable. Yeah. Um, there was also, I think it was notice- notable in that, um, you know, Alonso got another podium, although he started in second, he finished in third, still in the podium. Yeah. On the podium but I mean, like, points. what are you going to do? Like, that that's a pretty standard. You start second, you finish third. That's pretty standard for, when there this, are two, for this season. When there are two Red Bulls on the track. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You, you absolutely that that stuff. But yeah, had a, had a good, it's his fourth uh, podium finish. Yep. Uh, this year, I think I think it's the most he's had since the start of the Turbo Hybrid era. Okay, it, I think that's what I was saying. That's safe is, to say. sure. is, that's, uh, that's been fun. It's it's such a treat to watch him go. Yeah, he and, was he was loving it again, and you know, again trying to. Um, this week he didn't give any uh, any car setup tips to his teammate uh, Lance Stroll, <laughs> but he did give him a compliment. <laughs> but he was apparently wa- he was watching he, on the big screen. Yeah, he, he admitted <laughs> that he was watching it. What he would go by. He had such a lonely race too. He was a full. Where where was he? Yeah, he didn't. So, he didn't really press twenty one. Uh, he wasn't challenging for that second spot. No, no. Tw- he finished twenty one no. seconds behind Sergio Perez. Yeah, uh, and then finished about. Um, seven, eight seconds bef- uh, ahead, ahead of, of uh, George Russell. Right. And, and I think that's and, notable. The fr- the uh, Mercedes, you know, getting up into the high points positions, I think was quite notable. Yeah. Well, like like you said uh, so so long ago when we were writing our, our uh, feature for the for the Cascade, uh, you, you mentioned that, you know, last season they found a way to make a pig fly. Yep. They, you know, and this, in this race they did. Lewis p- started P13. Made his way up to P7, was overtaken into P6 when he took his pit stop, and then ended back in P13 on on the tails of P14 after his pit stop, and then carved his way back up to sixth place, and actually was overtaking. Uh, one that's one of the things I wanted to to look up a lot was I wanted to see if he was overtaking like truly overtaking people, or if he was kind of overtaking when they went into the pit lane. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. there was only really one of them that actually dove into the pits that didn't take him into overtake, but he was overtaking them when he was going when they went to the pit lane. And I think that was I think it was Esteban Ocon or something that he passed through the pit lane. That was the only one during that during that sequence when he came back. The other notable thing about the race for me was how poorly Ferrari did. I mean, uh last year they did not two. They didn't win the race last year either, but they did better two, than they did this year. Finished yeah, two, three. that's right. And then this year they finished uh, five, seven. Yeah, Carlos Sainz is five, and Charles Leclerc seven. Marianne, you just finally stepped into the studio. And that's here, the other so, notable thing. Yeah, you know, obviously, we, you, you listeners, you may be wondering where the F is our lady, Marianne. The F world, where 
where the F world is. Where in the F world is Marionge, the the lady of the hour? And here she finally is. So Marionge, you tell me, what do you think of this abysmal performance of Ferrari? But we finally got to see a like you know Leclerc score some points. I guess I I never thought that I would see Ferrari and Haas fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we fight. were we were laughing about that too. Like but, that that is. Yeah. That's insane. And and what what's nuts to me is that you know for one Haas is the competitor team uh sorry the customer team of Ferrari yeah, and, and important s- to point out same engine in that car. And gear like so much is the same in that one. I think really the outer shell and and some of the stability factors is what makes it different this year. I, I think yeah, uh, but for once but, and not for the better it showed. Yeah. You oh know? yeah, no, no. Like, that's that's what before. If you if you said, oh yeah, it's it's like they have even the same components of of anything. Tell me they have the same suspension as Ferrari, and I'd be like, really? Yeah. Like, but now it's like, oh yeah, no, it shows, and not in a you know Haas is doing so good kind of way. <laughs> it's it's very much something is going on at Ferrari, and and we we know. Not a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and even even today, the one of the first articles I saw on F one uh, on F one's like main news page was that they that both drivers are just, are just saying we're way too far behind, and we eked out as much as we could in Miami, and there just wasn't there that whether that be that because Miami is a very um, rear end focused. You need to have a good rear suspension and a lot of power into that rear suspension to go through those corners and handle them. And that's just something that Red Bull has done perfectly. But Ferrari typically has always done very well in that in that in that sector too. And has and I think Red Bull copied the Fer- Ferrari's suspension. Um, well, not not copied, but Ferrari for ground effect took what made Ferrari's rear suspension in the early in the other era era very very good. So. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see that, but yeah, and uh-huh. and even then, just to to add to the point of you know the the Ferrari fight with its customer team, really what lost what lost Haas that spot was they pitted Magnussen pretty like ugh, meh, you know what I mean? Like had a meh pit stop, had a had your average one, and then just was behind Esteban Ocon and Gasly, who are good defenders. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was. It was a weird race, but you know what? It was a weird race for so many other things as well that it's it's hard to tell like how much of it were the drivers uh, a bit out of the game, how much of it was wind. Um, we mm. didn't really get a good amount of uh, report back on how affected the teams were with the wind. Yeah, that's a really good point. I don't I recall... Uh, hearing or reading, but I'm sure we can look it up somewhere about the wind during the race, but certainly in qualifying. It was seven. It went from seven to 14 kilometers an hour. Yeah. I mean, that, that um, doesn't on some s- points. During and then, the race or was that quali? Uh, the race, the qualies, it went up to 14. The race, yeah, I saw it go at seven and then I saw it again at 11 the both times that I like saw it. Because I remember the post quali interviews on track with Danica Pat, uh, Patrick. Patrick, thank you. And her hair was just like blowing straight oh, yeah. back. The wind was properly strong. No, yeah. it was it was a lot weaker on the actual race, race yeah. but it was still significant um, enough that they were showing it like on the little map to show us like right. where was the direction and everything. But it 
it was weird to have that as uh, information and then not have anyone comment on how that affected the drivers, if it affected the drivers, if they felt affected by it. Um, Max is on board. He did say something's going on with corners. He did. In certain corners. And I think that was someone... I think the the his engineer was like that's just the wind getting sucked under. Do it. Yeah. Like, we don't really know. Well, do what you can. And he was like, yeah, I got that. And then everything was fine. He never had a problem again because he's max effing Verstappen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because there's there's what a 15 millimeter raise of the floorboards this year. But that's not. But that's not mandatory. That's just the. That's just where you can how high you can go. Red Bull sitting lower. Are than, they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're sitting. They're still sitting very very low, compared to everyone else. 15 millimeters means that you, you're allowed to raise it that high compared to thir- the last year was 13. And then they said they raised the margin up to 15. Oh, minutes. okay, okay. That, it's so not a minimum, that, it's maximum yeah, kind and, of scenario. Uh, yeah, and you can I think you can go up to like 18. Yeah. Which no one's going to go up to the 18 because no one wants that. But No, um, no, because like as much as you're giving up for purposing, you're you're then, you know, risking for, yeah. for wind. Yeah, so like Red um, Bull, Red Bull has a really cool uh, like a ride adjustment system that yeah. they have that readjusts. That I don't think a lot of team. Uh, I'm going to say it. I don't think any team can afford to do it this year. Um, but hey, you know what? That's what happens when you give crucial development uh, a crucial development time window and let a team completely break that budget and go like, eh, whatever. Uh, well, but, no, they yeah. they have been penalized for it, and and, and it's so not we'll, a catering, we'll, Taryn, we'll, catering. We'll, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how much of a penalty it is, and it isn't. I think in Imola coming up, where people will have you know bigger upgrades, it's it's not going to happen. So, like Imola's not going to really bring much. I think really what it does, what Imola will do, will let hopefully let Mercedes and maybe Ferrari, which Ferrari's even saying, and it probably won't be until Barcelona that we're going to see a massive jump in pace. Um, if we it, see one. It, yeah, exactly. If well, And all it is is really going to try and let... We were supposed to see one at the beginning of this season. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well, that's, well, see, that's very interesting, though, because to bring that up, because, Walter, throughout our qualifying episodes, we've been commenting that there is a massive pace increase on every single car this year. They're all two, three seconds faster than last year. That's yeah. They're just incredibly slow because Red Bull's six seconds faster than everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I do actually have the stats on that. For Miami, the poll last year, 2022, was a 128.8, let's say, rounding up. This year was a 126.8, so two seconds difference in qualifying trim. Uh, yeah, on the and, pole position, and the fastest lap was about a second and a half faster this year at a one twenty nine seven versus a one thirty one three last year. Yeah, yeah. And another thing, thing to add is that both Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen on their hot laps were purpling this sector one and two before Charles went off. Right. Yeah. So it would have been even could have been even lower than one twenty six point point eight. Oh, oh, arguably, right? yes, yeah, yeah so, for sure, because so, Perez himself wasn't happy with that lap. Yeah, 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 so like the cars are definitely faster this year. They're just, like, way too slow compared to Red Bull. That, yeah. That's just, that's just the difference, <laughs> no, that, right? that is that is a fair point. Um, Just to backtrack, because I've been missing the first uh, little bit of this episode, and I want to I wanna catch Walter's uh, opinion on this that's before. But your, but your teeth are looking very white today. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, our PSA of the day, brush your teeth, floss, go to the dentist once a year. Well, um, about as I just did. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Off, off topic. Sure. What, um, what do you got? Have you guys discussed the driver intros? 
Oh, thank God. I, no. I've been can waiting. Can we? Can we? Can we please discuss? Did, did they have new ones for Miami? Did you not see it? Oh, did you not oh. see? No, they no, they interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, right. I guess that wouldn't have. Um, so post pregame. Pre, I see. Sounds like a game because mm-hmm. they made it look like football for a sec there. Yeah. Um, I think they got confused as to what sport Formula One is because what they did is they had little um, like a mini football uh, carpet of green and white stripes. Yeah. Right. They had cheerleaders lined up on both sides. They had um, LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> and, quick, quick trivia. and will i am doing an orchestra quick trivia right? do you know what the ll stands for an ll cool j isn't it like ladies mm. love yeah ladies love that's what it stands for Little carry on Sorry. i love that um <laughs> and they had this giant screen and from p20 to p1 they had all the drivers just come out one by one and be announced it was, um, yeah, i mean that's i get it uh, miami's it a cringe. football town it's 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 not just American that. American football, it's, that is. It was so, it was so weird, and you could tell that like none of the drivers were into it. Just yeah. like Imagine they just walked by LL Cool J and were like, the, "I am so the, done with this." The, the way you know, I, the way I was kind of describing it uh, before we started recording it to uh, station manager Aaron Levy and, and Cam the Man was was that you F one drivers, as nice as they are, are kind of nerdy. To a point where you put them in a camera and it's like be a personality. Mm-hmm. They have none of that skill to <laughs> none, none of that none of that skill to really do that. No, and, and Alonzo, Alonzo's a personality. But, but Alonzo's been around. Do, but so many of the teams rein them in. It's fair enough. I, I think it's the, not, I think that just it's just a different format and and how to do how to let your personality out. That really only Alonzo and Lewis were the fun ones to watch because mm-hmm. they've had the most. They so didn't to, even get into so, it. Yeah, but and Bottas brought it up. He said it's it was distracting and it interrupted, like you know what our mind- pregame routine is and we, their mindsets and their, yeah, yeah, and and really and, and it was funny because like I think in the comments that I saw, the only one, the only person that was like that that was saying yeah, it's not bad, which which was Lewis, and you can open, you can see just by reading what he was saying that it was just like. It's for the spectacle. It's not for racing. I think one. I think he even said at some point you got to just know that it's not for us and for yeah. the sport. Well, so here is my take. Um, Actually, I just got a notification, and I remember F one F one race uh, F one drivers backlash over Miami GP. Oh, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Just, no, a lot of them enough. were upset about it, and I mean, yeah. you could read their minds. Everyone went out there and they were just like, I'm I'm here because I'm paid to. And Verstappen went out and he's like, okay. You can you can see in his head the internal dialogue being like, okay, okay. I smile. Yes. I wave. Yes. Okay. Say nice thing into microphone. Yes. Okay. Now I'm gone. Thank yeah. you. I got paid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will say, well, though. To be honest, though, they're, they're not getting paid to do, to do that, that, but it is part of their obligations. It's part of their obligations yeah, is kind of, what I mean. But they're not like, getting paid yeah. extra but you to could, do that. But no. you could tell that they well, felt I doubt they are. obligated. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I will say this, though. It was a lot better than having to listen to Willie T. Rib talk <laughs> from last year. I hey, guess? baby. 
How does it feel to be world champion, baby? Well, hang on a second. How here, are you though, doing, you, baby? You're, 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 you're <laughs> criticizing drivers for not showing their personality, but then you're criticizing because you don't I'm like really, personality. Really no, that's, yeah, not, that, that's that's a, you know, that, well, that's a crappy personality. I mean, <laughs> like, there's well, a at least we're punching up here, but <laughs> yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, and at least, and at least well, he's he's and at least uh, I don't know. I gotta a, I gotta play the uh, the old man card here. If you look back at his backstory, and if you, if you read his book and uh, watch his biography, and and know oh, what wow, he went you really through, got into it. I think he's he's. He's earned his place, I think, to be himself in the sport, in any sport. Truly, that's my take. But oh com- no, absolutely. Coming back that's... to the driver intros, I remember when Kimi Raikkonen, uh, when his retirement was announced, with one of those F1 breaking, you know, infographs or whatever. Yeah. And I commented at the time. I said I could almost bet that if Bernie still owned F1, Kimi would have stayed another couple of years. Probably I because I think that. someone like Kimi was just like at the end of his career, granted, and then when he saw all the new, like this, for example, all the new requirements from the new Liberty owners, Yeah, I think a person like Kimmy just like, nah, I'm good. And so imagine imagine Kimmy having to do all that. Yeah. yeah I, think, just, I think it would have made it better because it would have been, <laughs> that is what we want. Well, he would have found a way not to do it. He would yeah. have taken his uh, bio no, he, break he, or something. He, he would have 100% just walked up and been like, I don't care for this. They, <laughs> just left. And, then, and, that's, and everyone would cheer because so, everyone wants that. I think there's, there's a bit of a precedent with trying to localize to some extent the podium celebrations. So in Austin, they used to have the Stetsons and they yeah, had some yeah. different things. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. But but this I think is going uh, for me personally a, a little bit too far because it is distracting. It's very contrived again, which is a word we used a lot in our last show talking about the sprints. It's and before it, the race. It, it, that's what I mean. It just seems this Liberty has gone maybe a step too far and perhaps needs to rein it in a little bit. But who am I to say? Well, they bought it. They own it. They paid four billion for it. It's said to be worth sixteen now, so they've oh, quadrupled wow. their money. So good on nothing. Them. Nothing will ever beat uh, Fernando Alonso's. Uh, then actually, if you want to buy speaking, me some time, speaking I will, of I will Alonso, find what he said. I will buy you some time. The lawn Did chair? you? No, that one that was amazing. Oh. That, that's one of my favorite. That's <laughs> I rewatched that clip of him just sitting in the lawn chair Kim, to be the cameraman. Kimmy Kimmy Reichen his ice cream is a pretty good one too. That's a, that's a yeah. funny one. No, Alonso's got some good moments. Um, I am amazed at his capacity, his brain capacity, while he's driving. Right. Just his radio chatter of, okay, we're going to do plan A plus 12, you know, and it's like, okay, he's doing math while driving. Um, Then he's like, oh, yeah, you got to tell Stroll, like, that was a good maneuver in turn one. And (laughs) it's like, he's watching the race. Like, how is he? First of all, how is he watching the race? I'm I'm expecting him. He, you know, he did admit that he was watching on the big screens because, well, I didn't really have much contention for third place. No, I don't. That was his actual quote. I don't believe that. I believe him to have a little screen inside (laughs) his car. He's got his phone in the cockpit. He's just got the phone in there. He's it's like, just It's like that episode of Friends where they go to um Ross and Monica's uh uh funeral uh grandmother's funeral and yeah. has the little pocket TV to the, yeah, to the yeah, Dallas yeah. Cowboys yeah. game. Yeah. Like, What's the score on man? I think yeah. it says, No, it's it's absolutely that, you know? He's he's just doing everything while driving. Yeah. Well you and know you know the It's the, amazing. Actually, I actually have um Fernando's quote that he said that I thought was really, really interesting. Um 
wait, an interesting way to say it about the pre pre ceremonies, as they say it. He says, if we, it's like, if we do it, I understand why we have to do it, mm-hmm. but we have to do it everywhere because I don't think it's that fair to true racing fans. I think the fans in Miami are great, but they're, but the, but, but the, but the Miami fans are not better than the Italian fans in mm-hmm. Imola mm-hmm. or in Monza, not in Spain and certainly not in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a very powerful quote to talk about. You want to talk about true racing places and where those well, where yeah. those type of intros would be celebrated a lot more. I mean, I mean, but, like but if we have, they, it though? sounds like we may have. It sounds like we may have to deal with. This is kind of like another. This is again another sprint thing for the for people, and and myself included in this in this in this stance. Unfortunately, it sounds like it's something that we're going to have to get used to seeing. We may not like it until someone until they start to silent protest. I really hope that they get more more and more steadily awkward and weird as the drivers decide to silently protest this. Um, but I think that if we and, and I agree with what you kind of what you, what you kind of like asked me there, would they? I don't think they would because I mm. think the racing fans I, would think it's stupid. That's what I mean. Would they be more appreciated in a place like Italy, like a place like Japan, where Japan the grandstands are full for practice? I mean, yeah. See, that's they're very I think, well I think, educated. I think the reaction that Liberty wants, which is the fans screaming, they mm. love seeing the drivers, definitely more so because there's it's, the stands are always filled. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the fans are there to yeah, see. Yeah, you don't have to put right? them through a dog and pony show. I mean, yeah, the, they just want to see the race. The drives are out on the warm-up lap in the vintage cars or whatever. That's great. That's enough in my book. That's, yeah. That's totally enough. You yeah. could you can have them driving 10 kilometers and have and have the, the media crew run to ask them the questions, and that's enough. Sure. That's entertainment for me, too. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> Get <laughs> like, the camera crew running. Yeah. And if one hits um, a car, even better. But like you no, know, no. But there's there's also there's also a timing, right? Like they're about to spend an hour and a half in a jet on wheels, for lack of better term. There is no better term, right? Really. And they all have their own little routine. They all have their way of getting their mindset into the game. If you're gonna have, you know, a a hoorah celebration of you know, this is Miami or let's personalize it to the place. Leave it for the podium celebration. Yeah, I think that's enough. Like that's, that's enough. And you can, you can spice that up, but they're, Mm -hmm. they're not just Mm -hmm. getting the whole like pony show for the races. Now I've been seeing more and more and more of them getting the celebrity treatment on, on things like uh, YouTube, right? Where they're, you know, let's grab three drivers and get them to play Never Have I Ever. Yeah. And, and it's all just to mm. to get them to have that personality for people to, to latch on like we do with movie stars and like we do with um, with football players and basketball players and whatnot. But at a certain point, like there is a difference between a celebrity and an athlete. And some athletes prefer just having their mindset in the game. Anytime that they're there playing Never Have I Ever, they're not spending being like head in the game and being able to focus on what they want to do for the season. Mm-hmm. And I think, but I think there's also a difference between when they're doing those little games within their own kind of like barrier spot. Cause you, yeah. because it is nice to see that the drivers actually kind of like each other for the main part. Like then they're not enemies. Like like hearing, I think I remember the who guess who's taller, uh, one that they did I think in twenty twenty one or something. Yeah, and it had and it had uh, Vettel, and they're they're trying to guess their heights, and 
And Bethel's like, oh, okay, Charles is six foot uh, or 5'11. And he's like, well, Charles says, he, you actually got that wrong. He says that he's uh, 6'1 or 6'2. Yeah. And he goes, like, he looks like, I've seen Charles naked a few times. There's no way he's six two. And then he puts him back at six eleven. For, for the record, <laughs> and it's just like that's hilarious. To for me. the record, do you have to see someone naked to know their height? Yeah, I was I gonna know, say, what does being naked have to do with it? Sebastian can say what he wants. But I, I think <laughs> he's he Mer- made the Red Bull. He made the AMR twenty three amazing. No matter what people say about Dan Farrow. it was Sebastian Vettel that stood there all of last season and. Like rule took a rule measuring tape and mm. and studied the Red Inspector Bull car. Inspector Zeb, yeah, sure. Inspector Zeb is what made the when Amazon. Or, I think uh, as she always season. does, Marianne has a good point in that this access to the drivers, be they athletes or celebrities or both, but we can agree they're drivers. The access to the drivers, I think, is a good thing. But there's an important distinction to be made, and you also touched upon it. But Marianne brought it up during race day and during non-race days. So if the teams want to encourage their drivers or pay their drivers or force their drivers to, you know, do the Never Have I Ever videos and all the other videos they're doing outside of race days, that's one thing. Yeah. But during race day, the things that are distracting from the drivers, like this opening in Miami, I think that's a whole other thing. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. There's, there's that, a- that kind of opening, I mean... I'm assuming the football players that go through that opening at every game, that's now part of their pregame. Well, they, they've grown up on that. that that's yeah, a very football-centric that, thing. Exactly. And I, think, I think they get off on it. Yeah, so that's, they, that's, the, that's quite literally their time to shine. Yeah. yeah and but that's why they love it. What, I, what I'm saying is Even it, the Abbey it, Canucks do that when the players come on the ice, right? Yeah. Not, they not announce them the in a way and they come yeah. out of the dressing room. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Well, it's what, just like here's your absolute Canucks. Also, here's the starting well, line. Well, starting in goal tonight, you yeah. know, and then he skates out. And yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that like the the athletes who perform in those sports, they're used to it. It's become like part of their pregame, right? So they have their little like rituals of personality. I don't know what they do in the locker room, right? I know when I did martial arts, every fighter had its own little. They have their own little warm up, their own little like music they listen to. They get in the head of the game and then they go out there and then you get introduced and everyone's cheering and then you you get you perform. Yeah. Football. Right? Is, football. It's very much and, like similar. You have your headphones in. You're sitting there. You're zoned out. And yeah. Then someone comes in and is like, oh, right, boys, we're going to take it to them. We must protect this yes. house. And then everyone so, she- cheers, takes their shirt off, hugs a lot. Puts their shirts back on and their pads no, on I, and then we go. Thanks for the vivid image. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> That's very but, much football. But drivers don't do that. Drivers have their own little quiet moment. They've got their way of getting in the game, which is individual to the driver. Mm-hmm. Then they get in the car. And by the time that we as a crowd see them, they're already either walking towards the machine or in the machine. Yeah. Right? There's none of that. And so having them completely set that off and mess up their routine, I wonder what the headspace of those drivers were for the race. I mean, totally agree. Yeah. I um, I just am doing some reading here in the background, and, and they're saying that they have this plan for eight events this year. So if that was the one, intros? this type of more spe- quote-unquote spectacular intro. So there's yeah. going to be oh. currently plans for seven more, but obviously they could change those plans, and I hope they do. Yeah, just like... They also said that they would love to see 10 sprint races come up or, or, or whatever would equal a third of the, of the calendar sprint races. And while I personally believe that sprint races could work in some way, I don't 
agree with that many. I think you keep it to no more than five sprint races, and that brings in the oh, what could happen, find a way to make it. So I think uh, Tyler, the bartender at the Oakland Thorn, said it really well. Put it on Friday. You you want a lo- you want a longer sprint weekend? Give them a couple free practice runs on Friday. You give them the sprint that lets them see what their pace is, what their race pace is like. An early version of that, and then they have another practice session on Saturday to fix things up, qualify, mm-hmm. and then let them set up for let them rechange and th- set I up think for that's, Friday. That's the best of a bad situation. I, yeah. I'm not in favor of the sprints at all, but that's probably a better way to do it than is currently being done. Yeah, I'm completely opposed, unless it's many coopers and sprinklers. No, see, I want I'm, Walter and Reese almost ripped my head off when I said <laughs> uh, they should do sprints, but then reverse grid order oh, yeah, no, so they can. should they like if they're going to keep qualifying like on f- go to friday qualifying and then sprint saturday if they're going to keep it so that the sprint doesn't affect the grand prix anyways uh-huh. then reverse grid order it because it's about driver's points let let the best driver show themselves and then it doesn't I'm, affect them at all yeah, sunday but you'd see here you here's, go sandbagging to get in 10th so they could start first just like the you know the, then it makes then it makes the, we see then, nhl teams tanking so that yeah. they can get first draft then, then it okay, makes sunday more, then it makes sunday more enjoyable because maybe. max Verstappen will only start in p10 every single time maybe but there's a way there is a way against that right against the sandbagging you make one qualifying for the whole weekend you have one qualifying. Yes. Yes, right? I agree with that. And the P uh, order is, is the podium for the order for the race, but reverse for, for the sprint. The sprint. The sprint. Yeah. yeah, that's a right. Good, yeah, there's good no solution. take out. And, take out and the that way, there's no sandbagging. And I yeah. I like this because it's probably the only time that some of those, you know, so, some of some of them are going to be in P one. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what the chances are? It's that definitely Logan the first Sargent... time we'll see Haas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> start in P one too. You know, <laughs> Logan Sargent could start the sprint race in P one and get to P ten mm. five times and just score enough points to beat Oscar Piastri. Well, I I sure hope for Ricky that because I, I picked pool. Sargent in the we our did, Ricky pool, we of did course. Too. But he's. Um, He's quickly, for me, becoming the new Latifi. He's not crashing as much, of course, but he's not living up to expectations. I think the pressure's getting to him. And um, And hopefully this race, being his home race, literally, uh, would have been the most pressure for him. Hopefully now that's behind him, maybe he can focus more on driving. So, see, Mary Mary Andre and I was speaking before the weekend that, if anything, this should be the one that resets him all completely because... Mm. It's his home race. Yeah. It's his home crowd. It's his. It, he technically everyone says, "Oh, he has three home races because he's the American." American yeah, but like, no, ah, he, he was literally born, born in Fort twenty kilometers yeah. away from this spot, yeah. and so, yeah, this should have been his, and and maybe not a points finish, but at least a Bahrain P twelve. Right, like well, he definitely yeah, agree. And the car it, has the pace for that. We see that in Albon, what he's yeah. getting out of it. So, and but I think on record, it's the f- second fastest on the straight in this a straight year. line. Yeah, sure. Because again, for anyone who doesn't know, it's got the Mercedes engine in the back powering it around. So, mm-hmm. but you know, we we've seen like last year with Lando Norris and uh, Danny, Daniel Ricciardo, you know, in the same car. Daniel Ricciardo, obviously a great driver, arguably perhaps better than Norris, I might say. But I think he Norris was outperforming Ricardo in that car. So it was either a mental thing or the car didn't suit him or both. And I think that's what Sargent is going through in comparison against Albon. I think Albon just can get more out of that car. 
because arguably maybe he is the better driver. Yeah, and Albin Albin's had more time in F one. Yeah, he's, he's not a rookie. Yeah, sure. he's he's and I think Albin He used to be on the Red Bull main team. Yeah. So you know, he <laughs> and he almost had a P three finish multiple times and then and then uh lost it in quarters. But I think the pressure got but, to him at Red Bull. Yeah, and I th- and I think Red Bull has a different mentality than than Williams too. So if anything, I think I'm agreeing to your point. If yeah. anything, Sargent shouldn't have that same pressure. And, and like and maybe I mean you can maybe say that because Williams this is really one of the first years that Williams is able to kind of run itself as an F one team by itself and yeah. have someone who's had a very good success. You know, James Vels has very good has had an amazing success in um in uh Mercedes and I personally believe without James Vols uh, there, Mercedes, we see a lot of um, problems with Mercedes because James Voles was the one that that told people that you could double stack and mm. showed that you could double mm-hmm. stack mm-hmm. as perfectly as you could, yeah. as Mercedes did. And that that's what kept Lewis in the championship in Barcelona for a while. I, by the way, yes. If you want to ask me, Marianne, the answer is yes. I wasn't I going to. I rewatched that part, that double stack a lot. I know <laughs> you do. <laughs> so, it, it pops up in my social media <laughs> yeah. feed quite regularly. Like, do you yeah. remember this time where Mercedes pu- pulled off the greatest double stack pit stop that we know to date? Yes, I do remember. I watched that part, uh, watched that live, and then I re- rewatched it about four or five times. I feel like that's <laughs> your comfort video you play when you've got the flu. It's just like playing <laughs> on the TV. You're like huddled up in a blanket with some chicken noodle soup and just, just watch the just or, watching it over the, and over the, again. The three, just, oh, yes, I feel better again. with this. <laughs> no, I watched Top Gun. When I'm Mine's almost actually. famous. <laughs> it was one or the, the other. Yeah. That's a good one too. Almost famous. Almost famous. That's, nice. that's, that's, a, that's a very good one. Yeah, I I really, I really don't know what's going on with Logie Bear. I like, I think the pressure's just getting to him, and Logie he's Bear. he's um he's cracking under the pressure. So I, I hope now that the what I you know for me, if I'm in that spot, my home race is going to be more pressure on me because there's so much more expectation. So now that it's behind him, but I'm not Logan Sargent, obviously. But now that it's behind him, I'm hoping we'll see. Maybe he'll just open up the taps and and mm-hmm. stay well, closer I mean, to Albon. It's only going to get worse for him though because you got Imola. Yeah. Because you have three back to back races. You have Imola, very important one with because apparently upgrades upgrades are coming from the majority of the teams. Yeah. You have Monaco, which yep. mm-hmm. Monaco, I think, if anything, is going to be the most static for him because once whatever he right whatever he, he places, needs to qualify well. And then just finish the race in that spot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then uh, Barcelona, which will, I think, I think Barcelona is going to be the most exciting one. I think just that's the best out of the three coming up. That has the best track mm-hmm. um, and the most exciting one. Well, and then you have, I think, a couple or a couple week break, and then it's Spa, and then it's Canada. Yeah, yeah. I think. Which um, I'm really hoping I'm going to find. I am going question. to find a way to go to Canada. I don't think I will get to. Go you to are Canada. in Canada. You are yeah, in I Canada. know, but I'm going to try. I really want to. I really want to go. You want to go to Montreal for the Grand Prix? Yeah, I really want to see if I can. Well, convince, we'll talk. Convince we'll, someone to to let me road go. Road trip. I, I mean, I don't have the money to go to this to this place on June 16th. You don't need money for a road trip. Okay, but like, I don't want to sit there like, let me in. Oh no, we Sorry. sneak. We sneak. Sorry, it's Spain then Canada. Hmm. Yeah. Correction there. Well, given given the next race being Imola and it's you know high speed track, maybe that bodes well for the Williams because they do have that speed advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a apart from the speed, it's a you know a simpler track than a lot of tracks on this on on the calendar. So maybe that'll really. bode well for Sargent as well. Just get in, put your foot down, you know, turn left, uh, turn right a couple of times, and away you go. Yeah, well, maybe. I, th- I think you said it the best where we were watching it, and you just said. Someone just needs to go get that guy drunk. 
well, so that he can forget <laughs> everything. He does. He does need. He does <laughs> seem know? to need to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he, exactly. Yeah. He just yeah. needs a reset. Yeah, and and maybe he needs that's a massage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone needs to give him some coconut water for when, it, when he drinks in the car and, and keeps. I'm him surprised you didn't say Fiji. Don't don't start with me. I, I need to um, go get some Fiji later. So while while we still have Walter, I do have one more point I do want to touch on because we have a paint pool, mm. and one team technically changed their livery yeah, but I they th- technically changed it for the event right and the not Bull, for the, per- the yeah yeah technically, so are we anything, counting that it. no i don't think it should okay because our, we were talking about who takes livery. paint off yeah in, in, yeah they in favor of more carbon or in your case uh changing screens hmm. yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't even know those are a thing anymore i, <laughs> I don't know I'm not sure i really don't I know. hope not yeah yeah so i i obviously noticed that okay it was a you know a nice looking livery it wasn't way over the top but i guess given their sponsor commitments they can't go maybe too far looked, over the top looks really fast we no, saw i liked it, did it. Look fast. it, looked it was fast. i liked it with the helmets too yeah well there yeah, was just... so much focus on helmets you know for miami with lando having a new helmet uh, in the shape of a beach ball yeah um, there's a golf, ball, the golf ball out there ball? yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, alex allen because his uh, yes. girlfriend uh which i He's think this golfer. is the yeah, yeah it's they're actually very adorable together um and it's really funny the the her videos uh of her training and exercising and doing all these like crazy full body workouts and you just see him in the background as a peanut gallery mm. and she was like just go do the head thing and stand still for me because that's what makes you do look the good. head thing yeah do the like the head the, the head the g-force training with the head uh, like, you yeah. only look good when you're doing that when you're standing still and not moving <laughs> and it's a, the, the way that those two can really it. like uh, rip, rip, rip around with each other is really nice. I, I think they're just really cute to watch together. And I think just the golf ball and then having her signature on I mean, it was a really was a really kind of fun touch. Oh, that they was were, her signature. Yeah. Okay, that is cute. Cool helmets, no doubt about it. Uh, I think last year maybe Lando had the basketball helmet, which yeah. looked even more realistic. But because he was at a Miami Heat game, a good friend of mine who's also an F one fan, Todd Robertson. I'm going to give him a shout out. I know he's not listening, but if he ever goes back. He commented uh, on on a social media post about those helmets. He's like, yeah, it reminds me of the good old days when Senna and Prost used to have special helmets to get more attention. Yeah. <laughs> of course, being very ironic and very sarcastic. I mean, uh, and I sort of get that point. It, again, it's another distraction. It's it's taking away, I think, from, from the racing. And, and, and maybe it's distracting the drivers. You know, if they're putting more effort into, like, what should I have for a helmet at this next, next race? over, you know, where do I need to practice my braking or what line should I take into turn two? Uh, you know, if you have too many distractions outside of F1, well, then you may not have the results on the track. And I think there are so many more distractions these days than in the past. Devil's advocate here. Yep. Right. As a as a creative. Um, with all of everything else that they have to wear, that is up to sponsors and team colors and everything. Is having a personalized helmet not one of the very limited ways in which the drivers could express themselves as they choose? Oh, um, definitely. But there's, and you know, there's still sponsor requirements for the helmet. I mean, they still have to give some space to the sponsors. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but yeah, they no, get a lot more say. I, I it's think a point well taken. I, I think I, I, I totally understand what you're saying too, Walter. And I, I and I do agree. It's like it's, it is another distraction. But I think out of all the distractions that Miami has shown that there is, yeah, very minimal. And I agree with Mary Watch. It's I would exp- I I would love more of it in a way. I love the self expression you can get. I love the idea that they some of them sell them 
off sure, and, and for charities charity, yeah, and yeah. and like and and that I hate and, that because I can't afford one. I but. know, I I know, I, and there's some there there's some helmets that I I see and like. I really want that helmet. No, but I'll, and, and I'll it's, take... it's a cool collector's item and in a cool way to kind of and and for special event event ones, really nice. I but yeah, I could also see just like, just give them a good helmet and then if that's the championship helmet, that's the like most Well, that's icon, the thing you know? too cuz like, if you no, think I... of Senna, everyone can pick his helmet out of mm-hmm. a lineup cuz he always had the same helmet, mm-hmm. but now with mm-hmm. with drivers changing the helmet so often, it's less of that. It's less iconic, but there are some good points to it. I I can I But can they don't to have to. Right, no, they, they could don't. keep sure. they could keep the same helmet. And I mean, Lewis Hamilton has done different helmets, and yet his is still very recognizable. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which we're not, anyways. Um, but like, I will I will take a nod off to the girlfriend in a cute golf ball way over a never have I ever video. Yes, yes, uh, I I completely agree with you on that. I was just looking something up. Sorry. Um, the, <laughs> one more time. What was your point, Mary? You're, Arjun, you're, and I'll come you're, back with my look up. No, that's fair. Your point for yeah. distraction take, and for I will a helmet take, over a never have I ever video. I will take a helmet that yeah. is a nod off to a girlfriend yeah. in the shape of a golf ball, mm-hmm. signed with her signature, yep. adorable over a never have I ever video. Yeah, I would agree to that. I think. Again, there are a lot of distractions, some of them better than others or less distracting than others. So, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you there. The thing I was looking up that is relevant to this conversation was the FIA had at one time actually imposed a rule limiting the number of helmet liveries any single driver could have in a single season. Yes. And mm. I don't know what that number was, but they've since dropped it. So it's a moot point. But mm. they used mm. to actually regulate that because it, they felt it was getting out of hand. I think they, as they will always do, cloaked it in a safety issue saying, well, if you're doing all these other designs, then maybe they're not you know, up to standards. They're not being tested. Maybe there's you know, problems creep in. So we're just going to say you can only have X number of helmets, liveries per year. And I don't know what that number was. Maybe it was three. Maybe it was six. Six seems like a lot. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad they got rid but, of it. But they've dropped that. Yeah. 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 I well, think I think that's the one, the one thing that they can choose to identify themselves with in which they've got a lot more control than their cars or their outfits. And I mean, Hamilton does a really, I'm going to use the example again, does a really good job because even though he's had different helmets, you know what a Hamilton ha- helmet looks like. He has you know, a very dis- he's, distinct He's found design. a way to put his personality and have something identifiable as this is me in a helmet, right? And be able to express himself without, you know, it being purely just the Mercedes design. It's the Hamilton design. And mm-hmm. that's... That's something that's nice to see. Yeah, that, and for, that's for that's the good ones, branding, right? It, if anyone's taken any branding courses, that's absolutely. like the number one rule of branding. Mm-hmm. Recognizability. Uh, that's not an English word. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't, to be honest with you, I still, even though I said it somewhat correctly, I still don't know if it's an actual legitimate word either. So I, we're just going to say it. I, recognizability. I, that's what recognizability. That, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be the so, name of the episode. Recognize it. Miami Grand Prix and recognizability. That'll work. <laughs> like Never have I ever been recognizable. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're Mary pretty Ange, recognizable. I was about to say. I, I was about to say, Mary Ange, you are the most recognizable I, person I've ever met. <laughs> I, I do want to correct myself, actually. When the FIA introduced that regulation about helmets, it wasn't actually about safety. They just said 
it was in order to make the drivers more recognizable to spectators. Mm. So that's actually a pretty solid reason for doing it, if you ask me. And I, and I agree with that one, actually. Yeah. I, I, like, I, think, I think there's definite ways where I, when I'm watching uh, a car that I can like, ah, uh, it's this yeah, driver. I don't know. I, I like some you know, of the special numbers. editions, but but for me, the golf ball, Whatever. the the volleyball, the beach ball, last year's uh, basketball, to me, that's a little over the top. I, but I'm old school, and half of that is being old, and I'm both those things. Yeah. Um, but I just like like the the one offs that like Kimi Räikkönen used to have for Monaco. They were subtle, and I think even Hamilton Lewis, you know, they're subtle. I like the subtle ones better. I don't like going way over the top, like like a beach ball. Yeah, Lu- last year's Brazil one for Lewis Hamilton is a very fun one. Yeah, um, because because again, I, it's, it's and sometimes they're very significant, very poignant. Yeah. Absolutely, I will say that any of the ones that look like sport balls are goofy looking to me. Yeah, yeah. You'll but to, we, I do enjoy a little bit of goofiness. Sure. Yeah. There's, would I ever buy one? If I could afford any helmet out there, would it be one of the golf ball looking ones? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but do I enjoy it in contrast with all the other serious ones? Yeah, throw in a golf ball or a basketball in there every now and then. Have have someone be a little silly. Why not? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Do, do we remember the, the Bottas special edition helmet? Oh, that, yeah. That oh. looked like... Oh, I don't like him. that one. <laughs> the beginning of the season. The, uh, the I don't like that <laughs> one, but that is so Bottas. Yeah. Yeah. That was his uh, that was his preseason testing helmet. Yeah. And then he never wore it again. I think Valentino I Rossi did something similar in MotoGP once. I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised with Valentino. That'd be... Yeah. I, uh, I, I just don't remember. I've... I've I don't think I have a true fa- favorite helmet other than just the Lewis ones, just because well, it's Lewis. And one of and mine is Kimi Raikkonen did a knockoff of a James Hunt hel- uh, helmet. That oh, so it was Raikkonen wearing Hunt, and that was pretty cool. That. That, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, but again, not like a beach ball, not like a golf ball, something related to F one. Yeah. So for me, that's what it's all about. If they want to change up their helmets, I prefer them to be related to F one. Yes. Yeah. My, yeah. My yeah. second favorite is probably Kimi Räikkönen in Monaco. <laughs> said the Iceman. Uh, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Instead of a golf ball, make it a ball bearing. <laughs> there you go. Just, just a big shiny circular mirror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kim, Kimi actually just. I, I there Googled, is one out there I, that's I like that. Kimi right Kimi Reich, I googled Räikkönen special helmets, mm. and they're all good. Yeah. They're yeah. All, yeah. He actually he was probably my good. favorite. He had some good ones. He's my favorite driver for a number of reasons, not least of which would be his special edition helmets were usually quite significant, a little bit cheeky, a little All bit Monaco's. funny. All uh, yeah, and, and quite well done in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Uh, the James Hunt one that you're talking about is, for anyone who wants to look it up, is the 2012 Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Iceman one that Maybe you... 2015. I'm looking at it. Uh no, it's not 2015. It's la- it's er- it's earlier. Oh, it's uh 2004. Okay, well you can't go wrong if if anyone who is not familiar with some of the special edition F1 helmets out there, you could you could do no worse than starting with Kimi Raikkonen because he okay. had some great ones. Kimi Raikkonen had, had some solid ones. Well, Walter, do you have time for more or? Do you uh, I do need it? to get running as okay. usual. I'm I'm I mean I got a couple minutes. Certainly, yeah. if there's something left to quickly touch upon, but I do yeah. need to start working Just my way out that door. Obviously, yeah, because you and I watched it together, we have very similar thoughts on the Grand Prix. But where would you rate this one out of five stars or five pit stops? Mm. Irrespective uh, of the other races. 
this year, like not not in comparison to the other races, but just a standalone rating. Yeah, so of its own. let's let's do both. Compared to let's go one compared to this year. Yeah, and then well, standalone. It, it certainly wasn't the worst race of the five this year. I think that has to go to Baku. Right. Yeah, that was just that was... terribly boring. This to me was more exciting than than Baku. Uh, to give it a rating out of five, um, I'd probably come in at like a three and a half. Uh, I I don't think I'd go as so far as to call it a four. Certainly wasn't a five in my books. I'd give it a three and a half. Uh, I liked it as we said at the beginning of the show for the strategy, although it wasn't strategy in that classic sense. There was just there were a lot of things to watch for if you knew about F1. And so that's why I think a lot of people were referring to it as this season's first quote unquote F1 race, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's a good you had to watch run. the clock. You had to watch what people were doing with tires. You had to watch these very various subtle things that might not be evident to someone just getting into the sport. So someone just getting into it may not have liked this particular Miami Grand Prix, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's going to be other races in the calendar that they will like, but for the quote-unquote traditional F1 enthusiast, I think I think there was a lot there. Yeah, but to your point, uh, to kind of your thing, though, because there's so much like pure F- what you want out of F1, here's what you kind of get, and this is stuff. Uh, Reese's friend Darren actually was boring our F1 TV account while we went to the Oak and Thorn, and he was actually texting Reese questions about it. And Reese was kind of saying that Reese actually said on the drive back home, he was saying, This is a good, just coachable one. Mm-hmm. You could really coach and yeah, show Yeah, you could really people, tell people this is what this yeah. means, and here's what we're going to look for there. Here's yeah. why pushing when your teammate's still ahead of you is so important because you could cut him off on a, you can undercut him on a yeah. pit stop. Yeah. Or here's an, and, and really, um, any of the strategies could have gone wrong. You sure. did not know. I you didn't really. I mean, obviously, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but um, I feel just there was enough strategy being used that you could see if anything goes wrong, where where it go. Like any of the tires could have gone belly up, right? Um, yeah. And that you know the hard could did not necessarily have to be so dominant of a tire. Yeah. This time. Yeah. There was a lot but, not good about the race, but for me, solid three and a half out of five. Yeah. Marion, I'll give it a three. Because I nodded off twice, and I feel like I should remove a star for each time. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I giving it a, a three and a half as well, just because the same reasons. Yeah. Just, yeah. Had everything you would kind of want as a, as a sport, but also kind of, I understand it was very somewhat dull. Well, here's hoping for a five uh, in two weeks' time in Italy. That'd be great. On the topic of Ferrari. I would like to say I think this this needs to be revisited again. What does science being number one there? I think at this point, no, he's not. He's st- you, I mean, isn't he? He should be. He's definitely number one in the drivers' championship right now on on that team. Um, but so this is where you know Imola's Imola is being is the upgrade spot. It's the sixth round. It's the break of the calendar. It's that perfect time. You're back. You're back to track racing to proper track racing not street circuits which side note i would like to say if you took miami's layout and put it on a legitimate racetrack and made and made a legitimate racetrack around it made it into a legitimate racetrack that's the way to say it it would be a great racetrack well i mean it's it's barely a street circuit it's yeah it's very much not It's, it's like the closest thing we have to a hybrid yeah. It's like it's a street track. Well, it's it's yeah, it's 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 not Miami, a track circuit. It's not a street circuit. Miami it's a street track. Yeah, Miami and Saudi Arabia's street circuits or street tracks are definitely the 
the close, like you said, I completely agree. Those are your hybrid ones. Singapore is another very close one to it. But I think that uh, just in general, you take those tracks off of the street, the street label, and you give it a proper racetrack setup. Yeah. Those are number one. Those are easily in the top 10 best racetracks that that are on the calendar right now or probably have been been around for a while. And there you go. I would love to have that. You think about a, a, a track that could be a fun sprint race? Miami could be. Definitely has the chances to be if, if the per, no. if the development cycle of these cars go up. I think so. But you and I can, you and I are allowed to no, disagree. No, you know what, what makes a good sprint race? Not having one? Yeah. Or having a Mini Coopers and Sprinklers? No, just not having one. There you go. No, Mini Coopers and Sprinklers is my only concession. It is the only way anyone will ever convince me that sprint races are necessary. And it is the only way I will watch it. Okay. That's that's a lie. Actually, I watch uh, the sprint races because you know we're going to talk order. about them. But yeah, exactly, I was going to um, say I'm going to find a way. To, I'm going to make but, you watch them. I'll make you watch them with me. I I I I promise you and the world listening that if they ever did a Mini Cooper sprint with sprinklers, I would sell everything I own to make it to that race. I would. I would do. I would be. I probably would too. Honestly, yeah, I would not do that for a sprint. Yeah, they, oh, if, if they just made it as the Grand Prix, <laughs> just, the, <laughs> just, just the Mini, Mini Cooper Coopers, Grand Prix, and then just every five every <laughs> five uh, laps, the sprinklers pop up, and you just don't know. And I was like, oh, you know, you could you maybe maybe you could do little things where you have like little discs, and you can get in an attack mode or defense. Oh yeah, mode yeah. we need we need like, we need turtle weapons. shells too. Yeah. Banana every, peels, turtle shells. Yeah. Every now and then, you get you can get give like them a, a little like NOS can, button for the star. You can get a, a special button that lets uh, <laughs> that lets the Mini Cooper headlights drop down. You can have a rocket shoot out of it like in Jane, like a james bond car yeah you know oh like yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Perez can have an oil slick so you can make for staffing yes yeah, you know? i think yes we just fixed, i think i think we made Put another them all one. in mario kart yeah i think make we just, it a thing i think we just made a new league yeah it's the mini cooper really, mario yeah, kart not really fixed formula one we just made a new league i mean it's still italy themed yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know it's speak it's a good reference because you know back in the day james hunt got into racing through racing mini coopers i so. just i just like mini coopers they're fun they're fun little they're it's fun the little italian things. job yeah since, I, since I, I saw you can do a heist with one, I'm like, I'm sold. What? Yeah, a little Austin Mini. You just have a little. little just, I'm good. Yeah, it's a lot I'm of good. fun. So, no, I don't know. I don't know. But okay, back to Ferrari. You don't know. Speaking of Italy, I don't know. Okay. So I don't. What? What don't I know? I don't even. Mary. I don't even. I don't even. Uh, I. <laughs> You yeah. gotta, you gotta go even more basic and remove more words. You know, it's, it's not uh, even. I don't even know. It's I don't even, and I then it's like e- I don't. I don't. And then you know, it's just you just go. I just. I, I, I just. <laughs> I just. I just. I just. You know, just over and over again. I just. I just. I just. I just. I just. <laughs> and to those of you uh cluing in right now <laughs> we're making fun of Marcus. speaking of speaking we are of talking basic, about cars i promise yeah. we will get back to the cars we'll, we will get back to the cars you know you know what good segue back to the cars good segue. i i generally i disagree if you say segways Ooh. put all the drivers on segways Maybe that should be qualified. let them sprint yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so i feel like alonzo is the only one that could get away with that yeah exactly <laughs> alonzo would alonzo, oh my gosh that was so much fun he would still he would have so much fun uh so to so getting back to the cars i 
you know, Emilio Grant, Emilio uh, Romagna. Uh, that's the official name of Imola coming up. Yes. Uh, track, you know, first Grand Prix, 1980. Six is going to be a nice one. 63 laps. I think that's the longest we've had on the calendar so far. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Record holder. Guess who still has the record at a minute and 15 seconds? I'm, I'm, I'm. I know you want me to say Hamilton, but just to just to peep you out, it I'm going to say Verstappen. No, you're wrong. It's, it's Verstappen. It's, it's got to be Verstappen. Lewis, He's Lewis, the fastest. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton in 2020 with the, the Black Arrows. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Nine, so like years well, ago. Uh, yeah. Well, 2022. Three years ago. So, you know, okay, back when he was good. Back when he was good. Yeah. Back, <laughs> back when he had a car that was good. Um but no, so I apologize. You, you know, the, you, technically, the name is one of the names is the Autodromo Enzo E Dino Ferrari. So I think you need to roll of, the R's a I, little bit more. You know what, Marianne? Thanks for thanks for showing me some, reminding me that I can't roll my R's. So <laughs> thank you for that. Is that a reminder that you can't roll your R's or a reminder that you can't speak Italian? Both. <laughs> Both I don't like. I don't like when people tell me that Glad I can't do serve. things. Yeah, proving me that I can't do things. But however, so speaking of Ferrari, uh, and to go back to the point there, I and to the topic. Sorry, I don't know. I think there's science. You, you know, you said it uh, in Bahrain. I think scientists have been showing smarter smarts. Uh, yeah. And in, in, in this like pig that can't fly, and he's been getting the points that has kept Ferrari in in the race well i think in 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 the in the big three i um, think leclerc's frustration is getting to him definitely right and and rightfully so he should be frustrated he's in not a great car not a reliable car yeah um so i i understand the frustration but i think that between him and signs signs just has at least it looks like from the outside an easier time just letting it roll off the back mm-hmm. and moving mm-hmm. on. I think he works harder off screen to push through um, what's happening. And I think that he kind of focuses more like oh, on this is what I can 100% control myself. I can control me and my training. I can't really control how the cut the car develops the same way as i would like to and he's just kind of doing what he can with that i mean maybe it's hard it's hard to tell off screen what's going on with drivers in uh in their head space and in their their lives but definitely on screen and on track um it seems like more and more leclerc is getting caught in frustrating situations and sans is more and more um kind of just jiving with it you know mm-hmm. and that's it's it's kind of like when you wake up and you stub your toe first thing in the morning. After that, everything you touch will just increase your frustration, right? Yeah. You know, and then you That's go for, for, for a cup of coffee. There's no clean mugs. So you go into the dishes. You try to wash yourself a mug. You break it because it it falls and... And and then the coffee machine hasn't been set, and you know it's it's now you got to set that off. There's grinds everywhere because you drop the bag, and it's just that pile up of like frustration, mm-hmm. where it's like these are actions you do every morning that typically you wouldn't get that frustration with, and I think that that's what Leclerc is caught into right now, is that there's one side, um, you know, the car. 
And on the other end, there are certain things that he has done over and over again. Um, but just this time around, there's an air of frustration. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see? Did I have that morning the, yesterday? Yes, I did. I was about to say this. Is, this sounds very specific. Absolutely. You, when when I texted you about uh, Oak and Thorn and the racist lanes, you were very short answered with me. Oh, very. And I knew right away. I'm not going to poke the bear. I <laughs> did. Uh, did you see that video of uh, of Leclerc having to use tweezers to get his AirPod fr- froze and the uh, out of like a like a like a skin? No. The guy just can't get a win. He just can't get a win. That's horrible. Yeah, let's see if I could. I'll see if I could find it. Okay, show me after though. Yeah, yeah. It's so but yeah, I think that that's what's going on, and I don't, I don't think that any decisions should be made for the entire season because he's got time to snap out of it. But I do think that that's it, it. This is what it looks like, at least. Yeah, yeah, and like it, it, you're, you're exactly right i'm not going there's no real other points to add to it because it just is and and like it's just a bad coffee morning yeah it's just you know just chill out and speak in, in that and i think that just he's caught in that loop of because he knows he's not performing where he sh- where he can be and should be and you know obviously being in a car that's just clearly so far behind you, the competition you want to beat not the competition you can beat but yeah. the one you want to beat you know, you that's going to do more. And, yeah. and coming off of a year where you should have had a, a world championship, could have easily had a world championship in 2022, that must suck having to have such a back back step this time. And the, and it's kind of the... And, and like one of the things I will say is like Charles Leclerc is a stronger qualifier than Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz is a very good... Mm. Sets, sets the bar and sets the pace and Leclerc will go and pull that. And I think that if the, you got, and I think that if Ferrari strategized a bit more on keeping science out there and giving Leclerc some toes, I th- if, and in qualifying, then you would even see some faster times. And so knowing well, you have that, but but and knowing that you have that would just add more. But I also think that like Leclerc pushes that car more than science does. And that, yeah. that's where his problems come in. He pushes that way farther than his limits, than he himself knows where the limits are. And I think that science knows the limits and knows when to push a little bit lower to the car's limits. No, to, I, to I think it. I think science is cautious. I don't know that anyone knows where the limits are on the Ferrari. I don't think Ferrari knows where the limits are on those cars. That's actually a very good point. <laughs> I think that science <laughs> is just a more cautious driver. And Leclerc is um, a more competitive driver, which is why in the past, um, as the cars were more reliable, Leclerc seemed to be the better driver. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not saying that Sainz is not a great driver. He's absolutely an amazing driver. But Leclerc... He's one of my favorites on the grid right now. Well, yeah, because right now he's consistent and and he's cautious. No, I've, I've always liked him... Uh, like especially when he went from Renault to McLaren. I sure, think that but was... what I'm saying is, for this year, he's doing better. Leclerc mm-hmm. will keep keep getting disappointed in Ferrari, and I say this because I've been disappointed over and over by Ferrari, and we've all felt it. Every um, every Ferrari fan since 2008 has been disappointed by uh, Ferrari. <laughs> absolutely, and I 
I feel like Leclerc is, it's not that he doesn't know where the limits are, is that there's no telling where the limits are. And Sainz is just lucky that he's a more conservative, cautious driver. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Leclerc isn't. He's there to win. He wants to win and he's going to, you know, put pedal to the metal um, for lack of better term. So I don't I don't think that Ferrari needs to switch who their number one is. I think they need to switch what their car is. You know, put Leclerc in a reliable machine that isn't having electrical failures and isn't, you know, unreliable and isn't getting affected by by everything. You know, <laughs> you know what? Speaking Again, of, speaking of things that like affect things, I wonder if one of the untold kind of stories, you brought it up about the, the Miami wind. And I wonder if that messed up a lot of Ferrari's arrow arrows over the weekend. I, I think it probably did. And just no one really knows how to talk about that and kind of say, and, and I feel like it's almost too much of a, well, the wind messed them up kind of, well, like I think freebie excuse rather no, than just I think, a good race car excuse. But I think there's a couple excuses for a lot of drivers. There's obviously the wind, right? Which we don't know how that affected what cars and how because we didn't really get uh, a report back on that. Um, there's the drivers who were obviously, you know, I'd say a majority of them seem to have been not down with the driver intro. So they're not in their typical game, mm-hmm. right? So you have them not in their typical game with whether that affects the car kind of, you know, not great. Also, if you look at the wind direction, it was on the sides of the straights. So the only time that you had tailwind or headwind was on the turns. So any times you were on the straight, you had a force shoving you to the side, messing up your arrows, mm, right? Mm. And that didn't matter which straight you were on, like which of the, the long sides, right? And that's that had to mess up some drivers. Yeah. I, I, I can't, yeah, I don't know because we didn't, we didn't hear back from them about that, but I imagine that had to affect everyone. Yep. I mean, like, you're probably right. That's all I can really... I mean, not even a problem. It's it's just most likely what happened. There's just so much stuff that just has... I just don't think there was a lot that has been said about the wind. No. Like, scientifically. And I think and I think that's just a, like, we don't want to, like, accept that this was could have been a, a factor into messing up people's drives too much. Um, not, not a conspiracy-wise, but just, like, what else can you really say? Like, it was there well, and it sucked. That and I don't think that I don't think that they think that the public would be interested in a detail like that. Right. It's a very engineering aspect. Yeah. This is coming from from someone whose whose father did testing on airplanes. Like my dad's an aeronautic engineer. I've seen a wind tunnel with a wing and everything like I think about the wind and aerodynamics. I don't know that absolutely everyone out there in the stands are going to care about a seven kilometer wind or an 11 kilometer wind past the point of it could affect the race. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm definitely one of the nerds that's like, no, 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 I'd like, I'd like, I'd like for you guys to give us feedback on which cars were give, affected the give most. Me a two hour why, long 
podcast episode about this. Give me a lecture. Yes. Yes. Is that your homework for next time? Because we have a week in between race weeks again. Mm. No, so, my homework. No, okay, no my homework right. for next time is a DRS special. Uh, yeah, I've go. been preparing. So I that's am, that's a little saying, that's a little teaser for anyone listening. I can't wait. Um, we've had a request in our Discord for me to expand on the Red Bull DRS. And then after uh, the DRS issues with Austin Martin last race, I figured it'd be a good thing to kind of lump those two together. And Especially with this new news that apparently uh, uh, even Mercedes with their Emola packages, it, one that was supposed to, that's may come up in Barcelona is a new rear wing design yeah. for DRS and so, fixing that. So that could yeah, yeah that'd be, so a good, for, that'd be a good one to watch out for. And for anyone listening, right? My my goal is that if you don't even know what DRS stands for, um, this is going to be the episode for you because I am a fan of breaking everything down um, to the simplest of levels, not in a you know um, patronizing way. I think is the term. Yep. Um, not in that kind of not way, a, but not just, in a mansplaining way. But well, in a, a splainy way. Not 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 even in a splainy way, just oh, okay. in a, you know, I I'm not actually as intelligent as I sound. But a, a lot of the stuff that I, I learn, I have to break down into the simplest of metaphors and analogies for my my puny human brain to wrap around. And I will do that just because I don't want anyone just nodding along being like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I That's know what cool. that is. That's, That's cool. cool. That's cool. You know, cool. like come yeah. out of it, come out of it knowing. And if you already know what I'm going to talk about, then you already know and uh, you can correct me. That yeah. that would be a great learning experience. Either way, um, it's a way to interact on our Discord, which you can find us by, by hitting up. You just type. It's very simple if you know how to use Discord. It's even then Discord to learn how to use Discord. Fairly simple. All you got to do is you download the app, you go on the app, and then you hit search. And when you hit search, you hit the F World Podcast. And ours will pop up our really amazing logo that looks like a really awesome racetrack that I definitely want to race around. With a hairpin turn, some good DRS zones, some fastens there, some some chicanes, and then and, and switchbacks. It's a really fun track, looking track. We, got, we get a lot of compliments on the way that our, our logo looks up, so it's really easy to find. And you hit uh, join on the, on the top right corner. Is that how an app works? That's how it works, Marion. Who would have thought? You know, that's patronizing. That that, that is, is very yeah. That is very splainy. Yeah, I I feel really that's, mean for our listeners, but they very you know splainy. what we shouldn't. I know for a fact that we have about 125 downloads. That means that we should have 125 people in our... I thought 50 stuff. of those were you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I haven't downloaded and we listen to these episodes at all. <laughs> like I, I don't know how I, don't, I couldn't do it. I when I edit them, that's enough for me that I've listened to it about three or four times. That's fair. And then like, I don't want to download this. You know, that's probably my mom is fifty of them. But like my mom, so which by the way, my mom will absolutely love to explain this because yeah. she constantly asks Reese and I, "Could you explain to me DRS?" And Reese and I answer us, yeah, "We're not technical, but just watch the race and you see that back flap that opens up." That's what DRS does, and it creates more dr- and blah blah blah. Yeah, but we don't explain it the way that you can and that she wants. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, shout out to Taryn's mom. There we go. There as it is. usual, as the usual. Um, but you know, to to jump to jump to a, a different thing. You know, we were talking about Leclerc and uh, you know the pressure that he builds himself up. And I talked to I talked to Walter about this uh, in the earlier show, 
and we we touched on this, but like I wanted to get your like unfiltered thoughts on on Logie Bear. Like I just Logie Bear. He you just because he you just feel for the guy and like I don't. I I know you don't. You don't feel for anyone. <laughs> but like, oh. <laughs> but we had the rookies. Fair. The, Fair. You know, Reese actually commented. We have the rookies finish the bottom last of Miami. And it went to Reese, Piastri, Sergeant, and he was. And Reese was saying, "I'm happy because that's the order I picked." <laughs> and so there we go, Nick DeVries right off the top there. And uh, I just like, what do you, what do I... you, what do you say to Logan Sergeant to jumpstart his mind? You know, we, you know, when Ash would get Pikachu to dump jumpstart him, go for a nap. There we go. Yeah, that's just that's just sleep for two weeks. I don't know. I'd say that for him and Leclerc. <laughs> Just both of them. Just go take a nap. And that's that's what I do when I have a bad day. Yeah. I, I figured there's got to be, you know, an equivalent to that. But Maybe no, her- to Walter's point, I, I he does look very stiff. Um, I do think that he's caught in the same frustration coffee making moment as Leclerc, where it's just it's not going to improve until it improves. And mm-hmm. until then. It's not going to improve. Yeah, just like um, just take the L and have a bad day. Yeah, if yeah. Not a bad day. You take, take one down. You see the sad song just turn around. Our age is showing <laughs> so much know. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Star <laughs> FM, Star Star FM is again every so bad. Oh <laughs> um, uh, no! But you know, you actually brought up. Um, to move, move back to the races, you brought up a topic that we have yet to, dis- to discuss. We're going to have like a few more minutes to discuss it. So Hamilton letting Russell pass. Yes, yes. You, I was you, surprised. But I wasn't that surprised. I was surprised. I was surprised at the radio chatter. I was surprised at him going like, you know, it, it almost it almost sounded like Alonzo um, last race where he was just like, yeah, okay, well, if he's faster, he'll get ahead. You know, yeah. if if he can do it, that's give, what, him a, give him a shot. Because that's what he said. He said, Russell's free to pass, but I'm not backing off. Yeah. And, and if and, he's faster, he'll he'll make it. And he did. Yeah. Right? But and he didn't make a move. And, but and they he, weren't defending. They just but he didn't even go. defend. That's yeah. the thing I find fascinating is that with that comment, I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to battle a little bit, elbows out, you know, and then Russell's going to back off or something or they're going no not even it was just like hey russell okay i see you. yeah all right i'll get to the side and he just scooched over yeah just a I, little i you think know? i think at some point i mean before the before the grand prix lewis just straight up said i'm counting down days until imola <laughs> that was his, that was the quote of the weekend for him yeah and it, i'm just it counting sh- down the counting down days it shows and i think right that, yeah and i think at that point he knew his race was he, like he wasn't going to get what he wanted, and I think he also knew that this was just a point scoring day. Yeah. Who, who I'm not going. I don't think he was going to. He finished a full near like nine seconds behind Science, uh, in P5. Hamilton did. So I think at just some point that's the. You know what? He's got the pace. He's showing he can make the car work. I'm not going to fight that. No, but it also it also shows a certain. Um a certain team spirit that I guess I just haven't seen this year so far. Yeah. Right. It was, it was like Alonzo having that reaction with stroll and being like, yeah, tell him to have a shot. You know, like that's, that's Alonzo in the way he's been playing the entire season, yeah. the entire season. He's been big brother to stroll. 
right? Even this race, he's like, oh, yeah, tell him, like, great maneuver on turn one, which, first of all, Alonzo, why are you watching the race? Second of all, <laughs> he's not even commenting on anyone else. He's just looking for his little brother. And yeah. and there's that, that camaraderie. And I didn't expect that from Hamilton because so far, Hamilton and Russell, it's been very competitive. Yeah. Right? And so when I, when I start... When the radio chatter started on this, I was like, oh, he's going to, you know, they're going to, we're going to have a little Mercedes on Mercedes action here, right? There's going to be a little, little fight. Not even just, all right, you want it, you got it. Go ahead. Yeah. And that, that just showed a certain level of maturity for me. Yeah. I, I will say though, there was a chance, not a really big chance, but there was a chance that Esteban Alcon could have gone P3 if he had a better pit stop in that. And uh, a bunch of other things because he held he was in P three for a little bit of time, right? He was he was pushing for that, and I, I think it would have been so sweet for for Esty Bestie to get a P three finish. You have names of, for all of them, don't I you? I take them off of P one from Matt and Tommy, except for Logie Bear. Logie Bear was mine. I was, I was that was one, that one was mine. Um, but uh, es- Esteban after <laughs> after the weekend of Fernando just just crapping on Esteban Ocon without name dropping him. Just the, yeah, Lance is a good teammate, way better than I've ever had, especially last year and in the last couple of years. <laughs> and just this comments on just crapping on Alphine and, and Ocon. How sweet would it have been for Ocon to have gotten a, a, P, a podium over Alonso? Would have been pretty, would have been poetic justice. That's not going to happen. But it's just, yeah. It's the, not going to happen. Alpine, is Alpine, so, Alpine did so well, right? Um, this race because q3 got messed up got messed up got a red car yeah you know like have a proper q3 in the race would have been a little bit different for some of those teams yep but hey our boy gasly got two points so yeah there we go yeah. and 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 haas got to you know got fight one fight a ferrari <laughs> that's i think that's just everyone's favorite moment of this race oh haas god just, I it's you, and no my hear? favorite my favorite moment of the race is definitely um picturing fernando with a little mini screen in his cockpit and yeah. just watching Stroll. Which that, you, that was you made that meme I did. You actually did you like find it or did you actually make it? Make no, it? no, no, no. I it. actually did. I made made it made it. That's so just another I, reason for us to for people to join the Discord because it was a good one. I yeah. sh- I showed it to Reese and he <laughs> was he was in the middle of uh he was taking a chuff of his cigarette and he started coughing <laughs> because yeah. he was well, laughing at it. <laughs> so like I've said before, I'm watching this season with someone who's never watched F- Formula One before. Yeah. Right? Doesn't know anything about the sport. Um, doesn't know anything about the history, doesn't know anything about the drivers, and has just watched qualifying in the races with me. Um, so isn't on the Twitters, isn't on any of the social media following Formula One. And uh, he loves Alonzo. It's hard not to. Alonzo is by far his favorite, and it's just because this season especially, he's got such a great attitude, he's such a big brother to stroll, He's funny and um and like he knows he's 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 best of the rest. Yeah. Right? The rest being not Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Well he knows he is until at least until Mercedes fixes them, them their stuff together. Yeah, but you know, Austin's gonna but, have but some upgrades he, as well. But it sounds like to that to even more credit to Alonzo, it sounds like he's he's waiting for Hamilton 
to start showing because everything that they talk about, well, what do you think of Lewis? He's like, that's not Lewis. That's not the Hamilton that I know. And I'm not trying to just gush over Hamilton. I think that Alonso is just. You're trying to gush over. No, Hamilton. no, I, and I really don't mean to do it this time because I will. I will always find a way <laughs> this to do time. it. But like, this I think time. I think that Alonso was just waiting for someone to challenge him to truly challenge him the way he wants to be. Mm. And I think he knows Lewis at the top of his game. When Lewis is in a car that will get him to where Alonso is, will do that. I disagree and I agree. I think he is looking for a challenge, right? But a challenge that's challenging, not impossible. And right now, the only people that could challenge him are Red Bull and it's not possible to catch Red Bull. Yeah. So... I do well, he hear did, he did. you. I think that if Mercedes did have their, but the same could be said about Ferrari. You know, I don't think it's a Hamilton Fernando kind of scenario. I think it's uh, Fernando's at the top, and he's coasting, and mm-hmm. he's just doing what he can to stay in shape for when he knows that he knows that that fight's going to the, the, yeah. the fight for P three is inevitably going to come, and he's just but who's going to get their their um their car together? first is it going to be mercedes or is it gonna be ferrari i i you know that's gonna be an interesting question i think it's gonna be mercedes i not because don't it's not a bias thing it's just more of a i think they've been like actively developing a lot more than ferrari Mm. uh this especially this year um and even in general i think just into from last last year this year i think they've i think they didn't know what direction to develop in and they took a gamble again and it didn't pay out um, but I think they're developing more. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking that Russell has a little Russell. The, the fight with Russell and Hamilton is just a little more. It's there a bit, a bit more. Yeah. Um, especially you look, you look at Australia when like the two of them, it, it was very much like a fox and rabbit fight between him and him and Hamilton for Alonzo uh, and Hamilton for a time. And I think that's what I'd they like- both want. Maybe, maybe. Um, I think if Mercedes gets their their car together, uh, Russell might be in that fight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll just we'll just have to see, and you'll have to see with us uh, as you tune in each week, and we do this. Yes, because as you showed, oh, so showing me, it is time for us to go here on the F World, and uh, as always, thank you for listening in. I mean, I should make you do the outro sometimes so you know what it's like. I can do the outro. Thank you for listening in. Uh, Don't forget that we do have a Discord, an Instagram, a Twitter, any sort of social media at The F World Pod. Either TheFWorld.pod, TheFWorld slash pod, and underscore pod, and The F Word Podcast. And of course, you can find us on Spotify. Download us. It's free. And uh, thank you, shout out to the person in Belgium who keeps doing that and being the first one to do it. Until then, we will see you next week, yours in racing.